Right On Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Presented by me, Tiffany Clare. Right On Audio Writing Tips, inspiring your writing by sharing tips from prominent authors. Today's writing tips are from Write On's deputy editor, the award-winning sci-fi, fantasy and satirical author and poet, Claire Bass. We'll share links so you can find out more about Claire's work in the show notes. But for now, settle back and enjoy her writing advice. How not to write a series. A pantser's guide. How not to plan. Definitely, at all costs, avoid the planning. With this one simple tip, a writer can avoid months or even years of worry, save themselves from the dreaded note cascade whenever the cat crosses the desk and, best of all, begin writing sooner. Please note, when I say don't plan, I do indeed mean no series arc, no tedious deciding in advance whether your protagonist should have a mole somewhere interesting, and most certainly no poring over a map trying to figure out why cities that famous people are born in exist at the top of mountain plateau with no nearby water. Complicated things like these tend to take care of themselves. You had no plan for book one and everything worked out just fine. Repeat this method when writing subsequent books and in no time at all you'll have a multi-book series and maybe even a box set. Planning takes up valuable time when you could be inventing 20 new characters who bear no relation whatsoever to the main characters in your first book. It's important to keep things fresh and interesting. Planning is one of the secret tools of procrastination. Authors who swear by planning are really admitting to being closet procrastinators and they probably Don't even like cake. How not to world build. It's possible to learn everything you need to know about your characters and your world building by climbing a mast, wedging yourself comfortably above the radar and chatting with the voices in your head. Not only does it pass the time when the yacht isn't going anywhere, but when you do this regularly, the character, the secondary characters and the world they live in becomes so internalised that the entire setting and cast is ready for you when you reach deck level and reach for your pen, or keyboard, or magic wand, or inscription instrument of choice. Better yet again, no notes required. This has been personally investigated by JC Steele, an award-winning author. She does have a health and safety tip. For the younger writer, it is important not to confess to anyone that you are, in fact, chatting with the voices in your head until you reach the local age of indiscretion. Otherwise, adults, defined as those who have been doing it wrong longer, have a tendency to overreact. There is no need to reread your previous book or books and re-familiarise yourself with the existing world you built. After all, you wrote it in the first place, and you never forget salient details. By continuing to have regular chats with your characters, you will have an in-depth understanding of their personality and why they react to things the way they do. Seeing as you have all this information at your fingertips, it will become obvious to the reader as well. This is down to secret osmosis of thought, that elusive yet unique connection authors have with their readers, which allows them, the reader, to understand every nuance, every subtlety, and every hidden meaning. That connection is so strong there is no need to describe buildings, cities, infrastructure or even what your characters look like. All those world building aspects come under planning and as stated previously there is no need to get bogged down by any of that.
How to not delay the writing bits. So how does one get from chatting with the voices in your head to successfully writing a series? You may well ask. We feel that the key ingredient for this harks back to our very first piece of advice, don't plan, freeing up more time for actual writing. Bum on seat and fingers on writing implements is how the words are made to go. A pantser is, therefore, always at a near infinite advantage. While the plotter is still working out whether using shell pink post-it notes for the kinky scenes is too precious, the pantser has already powered through that all-important opening scene and is trying busily to get their characters to slow that duck down so they can write down the awesome one-liner someone yelled halfway through the last chase. There is no need to worry about subsequent books making sense with regards to the entire series, or indeed as standalone novels. Readers will, of course, read each book in the series in the correct order and will have already established their psychic link with your inner monologue and completely understand all the backstory you've thought about and not yet written down. This means, again, the pantser wins at writing as they do not have to delay getting on with the actual writing. Health and safety tip, we refer you to the great Oscar Wilde on the importance of making time for what is most important to you. Work is the curse of the drinking classes. How not to get buried in the details. Detailed descriptions are so last century. Your enlightened reader just wants the juicy bits, never mind 16 pages detailing the lavish surroundings your average planner has constructed, which, by the way, took them two weeks to thrash out while you, the pantser, released four novellas. It's absolutely true, the devil is in the details. In case no one has ever imparted to you the key to lying successfully, and what is fiction writing if not the art of lying to better convey meaning, it is keep it simple stupid, also known in professional circles as the kiss and tell principle. By avoiding the wall covered in sticky notes and the ensuing panic whenever the heir, the cat, the offspring or the summoned entity moves through the room, we have also successfully avoided not one but two story killers, the smothering alive of the story pacing in irrelevant detail, and the trapping yourself in a plot web of such intricacy that the temptation to disprove the old adage that the pen is mightier than the sword is put to extreme test. How not to listen to advice on how to write. Last, but by no means least, it is vitally important to ignore other people telling you how you should write. What works for them is highly unlikely to work for you. And as we're looking at not just a flash fiction piece, a novella or a single book, but the writing of an entire series, it is extremely important to settle on a method that works for you over weeks, months, years, and even more importantly, a method that doesn't get in the way of your writing, but which facilitates it. So, planners, plan to your little heart's content, and pantsers, blag it all the way. The related ability to ignore people, no matter what the topic, is another that we highly recommend to aspiring series authors. In fact, it is a skill that will generally make your life better all round. Most great artists became famous long after they were dead, so it stands to reason if they'd listened to the people telling them how bad they were while they were alive, they would never have persevered until the very end. Subscribing to Write On Audio is easy and will mean that you'll be notified the moment new editions are released. Many podcast apps will deliver new editions directly to your feed. In your favourite podcast app, search for Write On Audio and then look for a button or link that says subscribe. 
If you're listening on Spotify, you need to choose follow to subscribe, just as you would for a musician or band. We'll print more details in the show notes for this podcast, where you will also find links to our contributors and to the online version of Write On magazine. Curling up with a good book is something I love to do. And the more I think about it, the more I feel that reading must be good for you. So here are my top 10 reasons why you should be reading. Reading is stimulating. Remember the last time you read a great book? It probably got your heart racing or made you think differently about something. Perhaps it scared you, made you laugh or cry. Either way, it got your brain working out and that is always a good thing. Number two, it's stress-free. Unless you are the author on deadline to write the story, of course. Reading takes you away from the stresses of daily life and helps you to relax. Number three, you learn things, probably without even realising it when you're reading fiction. Your stimulated, stress-free brain is able to soak up little tidbits and share them later with other book lovers. Number four, your vocabulary expands. Strictly speaking, that comes under learning, but this is in addition to facts and such like, so it gets its own bullet point. That stress-free, stimulated learning brain is acting like a sponge and the ability to articulate is a handy skill throughout your life. Number five, reading a book isn't just a matter of looking at groups of letters on a page. You've got to remember characters, plots, subplots, locations, descriptions, made all the more complicated if you enjoy reading sci-fi and fantasy novels with their otherworldly names, large casts and multiple books. It's a great memory workout for that stimulated brain. Looking good. Number six. The more you read, the better you become at critiquing, reviewing and discussing books with others. The more likely you are to write a review and the more an author loves you. Number seven. It helps you focus. In our social media fueled world of hashtags and emojis, everyone can agree that news feeds, no matter the platform, run too fast to keep up with and continually scrolling is a massive time waster. So, instead of losing focus and being distracted every five seconds by new posts and notifications, why not lose your concentration in a book and feed your beautiful brain? Number eight. One of the most well-known maxims within the writing community is that to write, you must read. And every writer I know is a huge reader too. These writers tend to devour their favourite genres and most will dabble in others too. You can't write well if you're not well-read. Number nine, inner peace. Well, maybe not if you're reading gloriously dark horror or a terrifying thriller, but enjoyable reading can lead to tranquility and calm in that happily stimulated, unstressed brain of yours. Number 10, free entertainment. Well, mostly free. Love your local library and indulge your reading habit. Follow favourite authors, explore your genre and get free ebooks from new writers. That's right, we authors will give you free books to help keep your brain healthy and happy. So how else can we capitalise on the wonders of reading? By talking to someone else about them. And where better to do that than in a book club? I've been a member of the Northern Line Book Club for 12 years now, ever since I moved to London. And even though I've moved out of the city, I'm still a regular member. My go-to genre is fantasy and science fiction in all their subgenres, but the beauty of being a member of a book club is that it exposes me to so many other books and genres and really stretches my reading muscles. 
I also belong to a specific science fiction and fantasy book club on Goodreads, which is completely virtual, and I run a book club in my writing group, Sparkly Badges, on Facebook. So it's fair to say I'm an experienced book clubber. But if you've never been a book club member before, why should you give it a try? You can make new friends. Although you're bound to be nervous the first time you meet, once you realise you're all there because you love books, the conversation will soon flow and you'll find you have other things in common as well. Connect in a new way with old friends. Maybe you've lost touch with old friends or just gradually drifted apart. Talking about a book together in a social setting will soon bring you back together again. It will make you read. This might sound a bit forceful to begin with, but often self-care activities like taking time out to read for pleasure for yourself are the first things to be axed when you're busy and stressed. If you know you've got to read a book for book club, then hopefully you will find the time. Not only will it make you read, but it will also encourage you to finish a book, especially as you have a deadline to meet, albeit a friendly one. You'll start exploring new genres, different authors, and maybe even non-fiction books. This is great for expanding your horizons and giving you more things to talk about with your book-minded friends. Reading gives you a break. From work, your partner, your kids, and all those day-to-day stresses, helping you be you for a short time. Plus, physically going to a book club once a month is a social event that is just for you to enjoy, especially if there's tea and cake. It helps you stay in the loop. You'll be amazed how many current books are read, reviewed and discussed by book clubs. They can often be the leaders in whether a book triumphs or fails. Reading books that everyone is talking about also lets you join in the conversation, making you feel confident about giving recommendations. Participate in stimulating conversations. Sometimes your partner or friend just doesn't like to read or doesn't get the genre you adore or maybe doesn't want to discuss the geopolitical ramifications of using an Oxford comma. However, your book club members will want to do just that, more or less. The point is, you'll be chatting about things that will spark your brain into action, making you feel alive and involved. This happiness can then spill over into other areas of your life. Be the hostess with the mostess. Some book clubs meet in cafes or libraries, while others are hosted at members' houses, and of course, more recently, many are Zoom-based. All these things can sometimes be a cause for anxiety, but once you get to know all the book members and realise what a lovely crowd they are, then playing hostess, online or in person, might become something you really enjoy doing. It's fun. You get to have some fun, which you rightly deserve, and a little bit of fun in your life can go a very long way. I hope you'll consider joining a book club if you haven't already. You can usually find details of your local book clubs at your library, your local Women Institute branch, or via websites like Meetup. If there isn't anything in your area, be brave and build your own. Thank you for those amazing tips, Claire. As you'd expect from a writer with Claire's prolific output, she has a significant online presence and will share links so you can view her work on YouTube, read her blogs, follow her on social media, or hire her in our show notes. Thank you for listening to Write on Audio, presented by me, Tiffany Clare. 
Right on Audio is an alternative stories production for pen to print. The producer is Chris Gregory.